This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. I figured, what the hell, we'll carry this over because part of what we're working on, folks, I might start doing three hours a day instead of two and maybe getting rid of the nugget, which is the preview to the show. We've been talking about that internally, so I might be doing that. So I got to build up. I got to build up. At first, I, I didn't want to. I thought three hours was too long for this type of show because we pack in so much information, but then um, there's been people that want more, so we might be doing that. Uh, we'll think about it. Um, all right, let, let me pull this up quick before we go back to the article. I was saying, let's look at the Opportunity Zone uh, map, folks. The Opportunity Zone map. And uh, you can go over to opportunityzones.hud.gov. And this is it, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. All these pink spots are opportunity zones that have been identified all across the uh, country here. So these may be our, uh, our future smart cities, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. Crazy. I'm just zooming down here. We're going to look and see. If um, Miami, uh, Miami does have some opportunity zones in it. Is that Coral Gables there, folks? Let's see. Opportunity zones. We have Miami. Wow. Okay, so it doesn't look like, it might actually, hold on. Well, anyway, you guys could check this out. And then we can start to do some research to see how much this overlaps with smart tech going up uh, in the country. So let's go back over to this uh, article we're reviewing. Remember, we're on the section. So why is that different than existing economic development programs? And we're down in the second paragraph. It says a limited number of tax credits can be issued each year through the other programs, which caps the number of investors who can participate and by extension, the amount of money that's invested. Since opportunity zones are governed by a new IRS rule instead of a traditional tax credit program, there's no limit on the number of opportunity funds that can exist. Opportunity funds are also self-certified, meaning they are managed entirely in the private market. Fund managers are solely responsible for administering these funds, not government agencies or investors. 
<laughs> I'm sure there'll be uh, no corruption going on here. Uh, finally, there's no cap on the amount of capital that can be invested into opportunity zones through the program. That means they're all, there's also no limit to the extent that the program can help transform blighted areas. Yes. So then it asks the question, which is important, what does all this have to do with smart cities? And it says by 2050, 75% of the world's population is projected to strain urban centers. And city leaders have long understood that using data and digital technology holds the key to building more efficient and livable urban environments. Information collected by these smart technologies also helps city leaders efficiently manage assets and resources as populations grow exponentially. Smart city technology spending is expected to reach $135 billion within two years as cities implement digital transformations to improve environmental, financial, and social aspects of urban life. So this is saying $135 billion. They were just talking about $6.1 trillion dollars in these unrealized capital gains that they wanted to get out of the markets and inject into the development of the opportunity zones, a.k.a. smart cities, right? We just saw that. We just saw that. So think about it. If these guys are going to go invest in these funds that are investing into opportunity zones, let's say the funds are invested in all the smart technology, that then they're going to go build inside of all these smart cities, folks. Just technocrats putting up technocratic technology under the guise of helping out the poor. Goes on to say, given the significant interest among investors in opportunity zones, it's possible that this new tax incentive could connect billions of dollars in private capital to projects in low-income communities, paving the way for one of the largest economic development initiatives in U.S. history. The pooled fund model is also expected to increase the scale of investments while reducing the risk to individual investors. This large investing opportunity offers the potential for city planners to access the long-term funding they need to truly transform an area into a smart city. And some lower-income areas are great candidates for smart city planning, presenting a virtually blank canvas for digital innovations. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, Building a digital infrastructure from scratch can be simpler and more cost-efficient than retrofitting an existing urban fabric. The challenges of integration sometimes force developers to either patch initiatives together with legacy equipment or replace wasted investments into technology that don't fit the new direction. In contrast, the ability to design smart city infrastructure from the ground up in opportunity zones exactly the way they want gives city planners a unique opportunity to test new technologies and perfect smart city designs. Once they are running smoothly, the zones can serve as ground zero for an expansion 
of a smart city design that promises a high quality of life to the people who live, work, and visit. Yeah, we're going to have to dig into this. (laughs) You want to know where all this stuff is coming from, folks? Come on. It's created at the highest levels. It goes on to say adding strong technology infrastructure to blighted areas is also likely to drive additional outside investment by making the Opportunity Zone more enticing to other developers. Although the program's tax incentives themselves are a strong enticement, the practical side of finding projects that can deliver acceptable returns in economically depressed areas is still important to sealing additional investment deals right so yeah they're going to pull their money out of the market move it into an opportunity zone fund right not have to pay taxes on those realized gains but then they also would like to turn a profit on this investment as well it says for instance the city of erie pennsylvania aims to bring video surveillance security cameras Energy-efficient LED lighting and free public Wi-Fi to neighborhoods targeted for reinvestment as opportunity zones. City officials say the city can improve safety and save up to $500,000 a year on electrical costs by the widespread implementation of LED lighting. Cameras that can read license plates and have facial recognition capabilities provide information on traffic flow and contribute to public safety by helping area police identify perpetrators in high crime areas. See that? I told you the license plate readers will go hand in hand with the facial recognition. Goes on to say, in free public Wi-Fi and public parks and similar spaces will not only benefit the people who live and work in those areas, but make the zones more enticing for redevelopment. Also, you probably didn't realize this, but you want to know how they're tracking you in these cities. Well, if you connect up to their Wi-Fi, your device is connected. You're always on the grid, folks. You're being tracked, geolocated. Uh, at all times goes on to say quote when you put this kind of investment in those areas you're well aligned for the other investment that will follow end quote explained carl sanchak ceo of the area innovation district quote as we improve digital infrastructure and as others improve the urban land use in those areas each of those things complements the other and you're getting more value for the money that's invested end quote see they they have this all figured out folks the technocrats are not stupid they're actually quite um quite ingenious they are evil but they are smart folks the smart tech they're providing you it's named after them they're the smart ones i mean they're literally getting you to agree to live in a free-range prison (laughs) amazing but see we had to cover this i had to cover this folks i i i had to do it I, i i mean love trump hate trump doesn't matter we have to go where the information takes us this is the gold pill this is the truth goes on to say the intersection of public-private partnerships, smart city tech, and opportunity zones. The significant tax advantages offered by the Opportunity Zones program can also make it easier for cities to check off important projects on their smart city wish list by foregoing public-private partnerships. Governments often collaborate with private sector companies through PPPs to fund, build, or operate projects they can't manage on their own. 
In exchange for its cooperation, or sorry, contribution, the private company usually receives a portion of the project's profits. Many smart city initiatives are built on a PPP foundation. So remember, public-private partnership was something that Trump was screaming about during COVID land, the high school theater production. But I've told you many, many times, PPP was around way before that. We just turned it into a household name and got... uh, conservatives that are supposed to be small government to actually cheer it on because trump was the one talking about it public private partnership we need to do it we need to goes on to say putting together an investment deal in an economically challenged area can be an easier sell to private companies when they know they have support from the public sector The public sector can ease and in many cases subsidize the cost of basic infrastructure that's needed for smart city growth, such as transit, public safety, and roads. The Opportunity Zone tax advantages also enhance the return on capital, making it easier for private investors to accept initially lower returns in less desirable areas until the future potential of the Opportunity Zones are realized. All right. The other thing, folks, is so you have all these private companies partner with the government. They're funding the projects and they get a cut of the action. Do you like that? Do you like the fact that there would be a private company putting up parking meters in your city and that company is getting a slice of the action to charge you for parking? And the city gets a piece as well? Well, that's already happening. It's been going on for a long time. They do it with tolls as well, with toll roads. So this is the private sector running your supposed government of buying for the people. Right, right. Uh, Finally, it says, unlocking the future potential of opportunity zones. As urban populations explode, technology has the power to keep cities sustainable for the long term. Opportunity zones offer city leaders a unique chance to build an ideal smart city development from the ground up, creating a platform for testing new ideas while implementing positive change in an economically distressed neighborhood. All right, so just so you know, the person who wrote this is Sergio. Uh, Sergio is a 20-year expert on innovative public-private multi-stakeholder governance models from shaping social impact initiatives, regulatory frameworks, to smart city policy and programs. Chairman and founder of P3 Smart City Partners, a smart city and digital infrastructure public-private partnership government advisory and investment company, sparking positive social, environmental, and economic vitality in the urban landscape. He's chairman and founder of PVBLC Foundation, an organization focused on using media technology and data to drive impact and change. Board of Smart Cities New York, Atlanta Smart Cities, United Nations Economic Commission for Europe, Business Advisory Board Expert, Rutgers University Big Data Advisory Board, co-founder and executive vice chair of the Blockchain Commission for Sustainable Development, and vice chair of the New York Global Leaders Dialogue. So uh, if you thought this guy didn't know what he was talking about, I think he does, ladies and gentlemen. All right, when I get back, let me show you who else is playing around in the opportunity zones that are really just the framework for the funding of smart cities. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, I wanted to throw this up here. As I thought it was, uh, I thought it was interesting. I, I haven't done a ton of digging on it yet. But this is uh, smartcitiesdive.com, smartcitiesdive.com. And this was written in May 2019, you know, almost a year before COVID land, the high school theater production kicked off. And this is by Jason Plouts. And it says right here, folks, Rockefeller Foundation, MasterCard, announce Opportunity Zone Initiative. So I sent this over to Wide Awake Jim. And, of course, he was sitting in a coffee shop reading a book on the Rockefellers. <laughs> and he said to me, this is peanuts. I said, I know it's peanuts. That's not the point. The point is, it shows your boys over in the Rockefeller Crime Syndicate uh, putting their own private czars in charge of some of these projects for the cities. But we know they're doing that through the public-private partnership anyway, right? So let's look at this dive brief here. Uh, one, the Rockefeller Foundation will spend $5.5 million, as Jim would call it, peanuts, to help cities take advantage of the Opportunity Zone program created in the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. The initiative will give six cities funding for a chief Opportunity Zone officer to be embedded in the city government as well as community engagement specialists who can coordinate investments that will help the community. Did we hear that correctly? So the Rockefeller Foundation is putting up the money for, at this time, it was six cities, to fund a chief opportunity zone officer, essentially a czar, privately funded by the Rockefeller Foundation, who will be embedded in the city government and then have a team of community engagement specialists who will coordinate investments that will help the community. Rockefeller Foundation running the city's Opportunity Zone smart city buildup. Come on, folks. It doesn't get any better than that goes on to say, number two, Newark, New Jersey will be the first city in the initiative and will receive $920,000 in funding from the Rockefeller Foundation and Prudential Financial. So I have to start to figure out who these chief opportunity zone officers are. Ah, these technocratic engineers. Uh, number three, separately, the MasterCard Center for Inclusive Growth an accelerator for America, the MasterCard Center for Inclusive Growth and Accelerator for America. Beautiful. Well, they announced that they will partner to help direct Opportunity Zone investment to distressed communities. The partnership includes an $850,000 grant from the MasterCard Impact Fund, as well as data science work, economic development tools, and research. 
Now, let's just look at this quickly here. Uh, it says uh, the Opportunity Zone program allows investors to get a tax break, as I just showed you, if they put money into certain businesses and properties in, quote, distressed, end quote, areas selected by the state and federal government. More than 8,700 census tracts have been designated as Opportunity Zones. So that's what we showed you on the map. And the Rockefeller Foundation estimates there's more than $6 trillion in unrealized capital gains that could qualify for investment. However, there's been concern that the benefits of the investments might, not, uh, might only be felt by developers or that investors might focus their money on gentrification or real estate projects rather than businesses that could foster the community. That's the problem the Rockefeller Foundation seeks to solve because they love us, folks. They love us. By giving cities funding and human resources to integrate Opportunity Zone planning into government. The hope is that having a designated engagement team can ensure that the community gets a say in how Opportunity Zone funds are spent. So the Rockefellers are sending in their uh, project managers they're foreman, you know, to go in there and make sure that these cities are just get, they're getting the money they need to build out the smart cities. Goes on to say, likewise, the MasterCard initiative is designed to bring more data and inclusivity to governments, oversight, mobilization of opportunity zones. And as we know, folks, MasterCard has partnered up with Consensus building CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency Test for the Central Bank. Uh, and MasterCard is trying to be one of the big players in central bank digital currency. goes on to say Accelerator for America has already been working with South Bend, uh, Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky, and Oklahoma City to help them target Opportunity Zone incentives to low-income communities, which they hope can be a model to their cities. Given the uncertainty around the new program, more institutional support will be helpful to ensure that investments are effectively targeted, that new spending goes to areas of need. All right, folks, now, I think this is, uh, this is very important information because a lot of you have been asking, where's all the money coming from for these smart devices, smart poles, et cetera, that you're seeing pop up around your cities and around your towns? And you always think, oh, it's stuff the taxpayers are paying for. Maybe the taxpayers aren't paying for it. Maybe these guys are paying for it. And what are they going to get in return for it? Well, a slice of the action of the parking tickets, the parking meters, I don't know, all the data they're collecting on you, the advertising they're going to be running. So this is the technocrats now making money off of owning, effectively owning and controlling uh, your city. There's a couple of articles here we're not going to review today, but one was the Rockefeller Foundation launches $5.5 million Opportunity Zone Community Capacity Building Initiative for Select U.S. Cities. Uh, that's an expansion on this article. And then the other is the MasterCard Center for Inclusive Growth and Accelerator for America Partner Promote Opportunity in Opportunity Zones. Those are both spinoffs of this article, which eventually I'm going to take a look at. But I want to show you something quickly uh, before we wrap up that I've come across, and I haven't done a ton of research into this yet, folks. As you, I mean, there's just so much to look at. But this is smartvillageevents.com. All right, I'm at Smart Village Vision. Uh, and it says here, 
new technological achievements outside the public sector are changing citizens' expectations of government's ability to deliver digital services quickly and in real time. In response to this change and triggered by foreign policies, public administration is changing the way it works to improve the delivery of public services. Digital transformation opening up a new role for municipalities. Rural areas can now become key players again by taking advantage of the opportunities of the digital era. The sustainability of rural areas faces many challenges through the use of data. Sharing data not only creates opportunities for development, also breaks down barriers and serves as a useful tool for innovation. It says the vision of building smart villages is an integral part of the strategy to achieve sustainable development in rural areas. We define a smart village as a rural development model that makes full use of information and communication technology solutions to promote sustainable local development based on local resources and opportunities. I'll continue here. Uh, com- communities, I'm just going to go through the next two uh, paragraphs as an introduction to what we'll be covering tomorrow. It says, communities can address the different challenges of digital transformation by adopting an open data strategy. A culture of data sharing ensures greater transparency and openness of data while encouraging innovation. Communities are becoming increasingly complex and their needs are constantly evolving. As a result, data is emerging as a new and indispensable resource for understanding what is actually happening in a community. But there is a big gap between the aspirations of local public authorities and their capacity to implement data-driven policies, projects, and strategies. The vision of moving from traditional village management to digital transformation shows that building smart villages in rural areas is the right choice for sustainable development in line with national and European Union policies. Based on this vision, the smart village strategy can be developed as an integral part of the local development strategy. And so this is it, folks. This is the beginning here of connecting all of the villages, the small towns here in Europe, up to the smart grid. And so I stumbled upon this while I was doing research into the smart technology. So we're going to go through that tomorrow. And let me just show you what I have up on the screen here. We're going to go through a history of smart cities timeline. Uh, We're going to go back into the history of what they would call the first smart city model in uh, Los Angeles back in the 60s and 70s. And then we found a paper here called The Historical View of Smart Cities, Definitions, Features, and Tipping Points by Jose Orlando Montes de la Barrera. And we're going to go through that as well, folks. Uh, Very important. Hopefully, we'll get through all that tomorrow, and I'll be able to wrap up this newest mini-series on smart cities, and you'll just have a complete understanding of what's going on. I'll hopefully be able to get Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine Podcast on Fridays to come on, just talk about what she's been talking about on the Thomas Paine Podcast, to loop that back into the research we're doing here, and then we'll have a complete and total picture of what's happening. It's not happenstance. It's not organic, folks. You're not crazy when you see this stuff being built. 
all the pieces are there. We're finding them around the internet, all the projects, the opportunity zones, everything that's occurred in the last 10 years, which set the stage for these folks to be able to pull it off. So I think what we'll do is tomorrow we'll open up with the uh, chat GPT just to get that out of the way. And then we'll delve back into the smart villages and go through the history of the smart cities. And then I think you're going to have a pretty good understanding of how all this works and you'll be able to see it's not an accident. How you can explain it to anyone, I I don't know. It's just very complex. If people don't want to absorb this kind of info, if they're not going to read the documents for themselves, they're not going to listen to me or Mike Moore, Marie Albanese or others talk about it, then, um, I wouldn't deal with those people. It's just sort of a lost cause. The more you know, the better off you are, the smarter decisions you can make in the future, whether that be investments, whether that be trying to decide if you want to exit the system and move out of it. I figure the more information, the more knowledge I have, the easier it is for me to avoid this stuff as much as humanly possible and to build a better life for my wife and my child that we are able to uh, live sort of autonomously and away from the system. We don't have to rely on the system as much as everyone else does. So that's it, folks. Please leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts along with a comment. It does help drive us up in the rankings. Seriously consider, uh, and not a lot of you have done this, so here's the guilt trip. you got to get some skin in the game, folks. Uh, I'll continue to build this out. I can grow this. I can make this thing big. I can give you so much information. Uh, I can be researching all the time, but you've got to get involved. Either joining us at pain.tv slash gold or a new site we're working on um, or giving us a donation over at donorbox.org slash Dustin Goldshow. That's donorbox.org slash Dustin Goldshow. And it does help keep food on the table so I can continue to work on this because there's some other businesses that I'm looking at starting. And if I get involved with some of those, I have to cut back a little bit on the show over here. And we'll always be transparent and honest with you uh, about that and the moves that we're making. But um, please get involved, get some skin in the game, help us grow. um, And then it provides me with the ability to spend more of my valuable time working on this for you dissecting the matrix teaching you about how to live one foot in and one foot out of this system i'll be back tomorrow for episode 152 my name is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard podcast right here on pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.